boys and girls to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by one other half of the K-Fave crew. He is the king of the K-Fave kickflip, Mr. Wex Break the Lawson. Wex, how are we living today, bud? Dude, living fantastic, living great. Just started a new job today, or not a real new job, got promoted today. You know, love to hear good shit. You know, the Titans uh, coming off the bye week, hopefully get that victory. The Grizzlies won their debut, the home opener last night. Everything's looking good. The Preds did lose to the Kings, but me and my girlfriend had enough talk about that. But let's go ahead and get to what we're talking about for the show today. Let's get into it. The show today, we're back to shitting on folks. We're back and we're back to doing the fun stuff where we just get to bury people. Uh, It's the top five worst ever world champions. I'm really, really excited about this one. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to have a, a couple real goodies in here. Also, I feel like we're probably going to have a lot of the same ones in here because there's some like obvious just stinkers. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I I heard last week's show though the top the top five tag teams it was a it was a guest show like bonanza with the gotchas yeah. and just really Rosenberg fun on there. Great show, though. Like, really good show. Got some really good feedback on it. Uh, did you enjoy having that many uh, voices in on the pod? It, it wasn't too overwhelming as the Gotch Bros were kind of doing their selections as a team. Yeah. But it was really fun, though. It was nice to have some that that real wrestling perspective in there and the female perspective. And, you know, it was kind of just a, a well-rounded show. I enjoyed it. It was a good show for sure. It was a good show. Got for a little sure. loose, you know. You saw the Gotch about. Boys drinking some tequila there, you know, and some margaritas. You know, we're 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 getting it in. It was fun. Gotta love the Ritas. Gotta love the Gotch Brothers. Uh, very glad to have all of those guests on last week. Thank you guys so much for being on. In my absence, uh, yeah, I like have the worst sinus infection. So if I sound like a little bit like Bert and Ernie over here, you're just gonna have to forgive me. But um, it is what it is. You know, it's the, the seasons are changing. We live in the South. There's lots of uh, dead, dying trees, and the mold is just getting all up in my sinus cavities. So, yeah. Uh, today, again, we're doing the top five worst champions of all time. Before we get to the meat and potatoes, though, let's talk about what's happening in the world of wrestling. What is the news? What is the haps? Wex. Oh, so, you know, uh, obviously, we'll go ahead and start with a little WWE shit this week. And uh, I did not catch Raw this week. I caught some of the highlights, but did you watch it at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Raw so what did I miss? Well, if there's anything that I should watch or anybody else should watch, what was, like, the top top highlights? I mean, honestly, I mean, people are going to shit on this, but I, I think that Lashley and Lesnar had, like, a really good exchange. I thought it was really okay. exciting. Uh, I mean – Everything that they're doing right now is just hitting. Like, there's, I, I would say for the most part, the whole show was good. Like, I don't, I can't think of anything that was particularly bad in this show. Uh, the thing that stood out to me most was Lesnar and Lashley. Obviously, the Riddle and Rollins thing that's going to continue to go is awesome. Kevin Owens is absolutely killing it right now too. Yeah, he's great. Um, I mean, it's just hit after hit, bro. WWE is firing on all cylinders. I mean, honestly, dude, like. Listen, I think that MJF is the best thing in pro wrestling, period. Like, I think he's the best thing in all of wrestling. He's better than Roman Reigns. He's better than anybody else in all of wrestling. That being said, for the first time since it started, I think WWE is better than AEW right now. Their stories are better. Their wrestling is better. It's just better right now. And it's like, it's. I never thought I would say that, honestly. But right now, it's really good. I'm happy that Papa Paul is in charge. I don't know if it's better, but it's definitely back on a level that it should be. That's fair. That's fair. Because just like I, I, I will agree, the storylines right now are better, or 
been better in WWE, but the in-ring in AEW has been really good. So I know there's that little bit of disconnect, but I think they're both like, I mean, it's great. I, it's, it's, I can t- cut on either show and enjoy it, which you didn't get to do that for a while. And then yeah. speaking of that, uh, WWE uh, has NXT on Tuesday nights like normally, but then AEW obviously had to run on a different night because the debut of the NBA or whatever. Yes. So, I mean, well, as you said – it was a pretty good show. Like all, in, all the in ring was great. Even the yeah. the women's match, like probably one of the best women's matches they've had on TV in a while. Because I don't know what it is like that. That Thunder Rosa shit just ain't working. So whenever yep. she comes back, get the belt off of her. Yep. Like far away from her because Sheeta and Tony Storm put on a good fucking wrestling match. Yeah. And we haven't sure. really seen much of that in the AEW women's division lately at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been a sore spot for sure. And what sucks too is I feel like every time it's like they sign somebody new and you're like, oh, like Athena, she's gonna come in, she's gonna kill it, it's gonna be great, it's gonna help the division. Oh, you know, Paige or whoever, and it's like, just it's not a, like it's changing nothing. Like it's like exactly. now, you can now to sign me, it's all like, you like, want, but if you don't know how to book, it's yeah, not gonna exactly. Work. It's like, is it the talent or are you just booking it like shit? I feel I like you're just booking, booking it like, like shit, shit because we saw yeah. last night two talented people and then funny Riho got a fucking even bigger pop than Soraya did. Yeah. I think that they really need to give, uh, somebody else the book for the women's division. Yeah. I don't know who's running it right now, but I mean, I know they signed uh, what's her name, Madison rain to be like to help. So maybe she can, her Sarai and some other people backstage together can have that women's perspective and maybe do something a little bit different. Cause whether it's Kenny Omega or Tony Khan or whoever's doing it right now, they just it's it's not it. It's not hitting. Yeah. Well, Soraya apparently is going to be wrestling. Oh yeah, I mean uh, she got physical with Britt Baker, so. Yeah, I saw that, but like we haven't seen a wrestling match. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I, I see. I get you. Uh, it is interesting to see though. It's interesting. To see. I, I wonder how that's going to work out. Uh, her podcast with Chris Jericho was great, and I'm not always a big Paige fan. Like sometimes uh, she's hit or miss to me. Sometimes she says shit, and I'm like. What are you talking about? Like, why, why, you know what I mean? Like, but sometimes like she's really profound and really entertaining. And like, I'm, I'm always like, I, I, I wish her well, but she's never been like a favorite for me. You know, um, she has literally the worst taste in like relationships of all time. Like yeah. literally of all time. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It's like too, it's so bad. It's funny. Yeah, but that's not either here nor there. That's just something to make, to, for, to that makes me laugh. And that's obviously, that's my personal preference. I shouldn't talk about her personal life. That's not fair. But I will say, you know, she's hit or miss to me on a professional level, but I really enjoy the podcast with Chris Jericho. So if you get a chance, go check it out. It's really good. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to check it out soon. I usually always check out any like post interview that Chris Jericho does. It's usually pretty solid. He's usually the guy that breaks those. But Dynamite, the rest of it was great. And like you said, the highlight of the show was fucking a promo. MJF and William Regal. And if you did not watch that, dude. So good. Like that dude is just ne- he never misses. It's like never literally misses. he just has like career defining promos like all the time. Yeah, he's like yeah they they talk about generational talent, but it's like like I don't like you know we we had a John Cena, but I feel like John Cena actually like got put on that level like yeah, over like, no, years John Cena and years. Did and years. not come out the gate at twenty six years old at the on this fucking level. The no. only person that's comparable is like The Rock or Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Well, the, the, the thing is, Stone Cold was already a seasoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about Stone Cold. I'm not talking about Sunny oh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. He was well, only I'm just talking about the, Stone a, like, Cold the age like of the wrestler. Year. Like The Rock is the only person that's right. that's comparable to like at a young age. Randy Orton, I would say, but I I think that he has more star power than Randy Orton. Even 
Like I, oh, I, yeah, I, I genuinely Randy Orton think he still, is. Randy Orton does not have the Rock. MJF no. Mike skills. No, he like, doesn't. You, it takes a special person to be able to combine the athleticism and get it and just be able to just kill it on the mic. Because yeah. there's great wrestlers. I mean, there's people who are great on the mic, like someone like Road Dog, who in the ring is mid at best. Yeah. Or you have the other way around where they're like amazing in the ring, but mid on the mic, like AJ oh, Styles. There's a lot of people like that. Like Yeah, tons of people like that, actually. Yeah, like honestly, the majority the majority of wrestling today is mid to okay on the mic but are pretty good in the ring. If you're yeah. wrestling for one of those companies on a, on a regular basis, you're probably going to be pretty good bell to bell. Um, but yeah, like I mean, ricochet just, worst on the mic, but like so good in the ring. Yes. There's several of those. Maybe we should have like, I and mean, that's another list right there. That's when you need to bring managers back. Oh, I agree. I fully we need agree. manager. We need mouthpieces. That's p- perfect for guys who are just the pure athlete. You don't need to talk. You need to get well, you somebody. I, is that in your news? Are you doing a segue right now? Uh, I mean, not really. The but, uh, you thing, did you hear about that? What? Like they're literally going out and like uh, auditioning like comedians and uh, like mid-level actors to do that. Like, they're going to have an NXT specifically for managers. They want to bring fucking fantastic idea. I love it's that. a great. It's I a, love it, that. It, dude, management, commentary, um, like backstage interviewer or just like a personality like for your shows, like the bump, like you're going to have more shows like that. Like, dude. Yes, you need more media personality. You need more personalities, like yeah, for sure. That's great, dude. You gotta because like such dude, a good idea. A good, such a, good idea. a good personality. Someone that's good on the mic that can carry the show. Like even if they don't have that in ring skill, that's so important to have that like yes. that yes. favorite person they connect with. That's like why. I th- that's why I think WWE getting Renee Paquette. Like she's a great interviewer. Like yes, and she has yeah. that connection with the crowd. It's like everything's there. It's, I think that's perfect because even though I like you know what's his name. Uh, Marvez, Alex Marvez yeah, is okay. Yeah. He's been in the business for years. Like he's cool, but he's he doesn't he's not no, he, sucks. You know, he doesn't have that connection. Yeah, he's he has zero personality. Like he's a great analyst and he writes great oh, yeah. blogs. He has good no, like knowledge, great. Like his I, voice is boring. He's very monotone. Yeah. He's just not he, he you know, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. It's just he's not He'll he's, never got, be he's got a, he's got a face for radio, you know what I mean? Like it, it just it is what it is. That's for sure. But uh, it's great. I love that both comp- both the main companies right now are doing great. It's just great. It's good for competition. I know NXT this week, WWE put a bunch of main roster guys to try to beat uh, AEW, but AEW still won. Yeah. Neither of them really did that good. They've been doing just because all the sports and shit that are going on right now. You got baseball playoffs. You got hockey, dates, hockey starting, baseball. Yeah. I mean, uh, basketball starting. I mean, everything's going on. So yep. I can understand why they didn't get those high ratings, but maybe once the – um. The novelty of the new season wears off because a lot of people, you know, not every team play. Like, it's just those marquee matchups they want to put on TV. But, like, once that kind of dies yeah. off and people kind of get into the groove of things, I think the ratings will go back up. Yeah, I would agree. For both shows. I mean, shows. I think that, like, yeah, once things kind of settle in, ratings are going to go back to where they were. Yeah. And that'll be great. Um, I mean, what, what I do think they should worry about, though, is AEW should stop acting like beating NXT is a victory. Like they yeah. really should stop doing that. Like, I mean, I, I understand that like, Oh, well you called it your third brand and there, and you're totally right. They did. They did call it their third brand. And now they're like retreating and saying like, Oh, it's just our developmental, but we all know that you were pushing it as your third brand. But I will say that since, since 2.0, it is very much developmental. Like yeah. no one is debating that that is not even close to a third brand anymore. And, like it's not, you can tell close. that WWE was trying by putting AJ styles and all their main roster people on that show specifically yeah. that night. So yeah, there's still a little tension back and forth between both of them. 
I agree, but they're not. They're still. I mean, when when Dynamite starts beating Raw or SmackDown on a regular basis, then it'll actually be a competitive thing. And that's not me being like a WWE Homer. Like I would no, love that's that just, to happen. That's the re- that's just the reality of it. I mean, yeah, AEW is like they're still just like the the alternative option. They're not- WWE is Disney. And that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Disney can get even edgier, right? Like you can have some edgier Disney stuff. You can have like Star Wars and you can have, you know, some Marvel movies and that kind of thing. Like, like that's, that's the good side of Disney. And hopefully WWE will get back to that. Right. But like AEW is HBO. It's a totally different thing. Like yeah, exactly. HBO is never going to beat Disney. Exactly. AEW, have- like someone was explaining to me the other day, I kind of thought it was like their fan base, like over half the crowd are like hardcore. They know all like they're, you know, yeah. they know all the dirt sheet shit. They're into yeah. it. Like it's much more WWE fans. Like it's a smaller percentage who yes. are like that deep hardcore into yeah. it. So it's like, this is the casual Disney version. And this is the hardcore, like you said, the hardcore HBO. I'm yeah. paying for the subscription version. Right. And I think that the, the sooner they get to that kind of I, like, Everyone also says that, like, it's not going to be a true conversation. Like, I just said it. Like, it's not going to be a true conversation until AEW starts beating Raw or SmackDown. That's literally never going to happen. But I also don't think that people should think that that's, like, a bad thing. You know what no, I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Like, your random favorite. I mean, like, think about it. Your random favorite HBO show that yeah. you know, does great views that you love, like a Game of Thrones or Sopranos. Like, yeah. it's not going to beat, like, right. the primetime ABC bullshit. Yeah. Every, I mean, it's still a very vi- like viable product. Right. That a lot of people like more like. people, more people, like more human beings watched Home Improvement with Tim Allen in the '90s than have watched The Sopranos. But there's no debate that Sopranos is a much more legendary t- television show. Yes, I mean, those are facts. is legendary. I'll say like, that. Like, oh, they're, well, they're both kind of. I mean, one of them's super nostalgic and just goofy as hell. I mean, I loved Home Improvement. I was a child of the '90s, of course. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Nintendo home improvement game that had oh, that's one sound I never thought I would make on this podcast. What'd you say? I said that's one sound I never thought I would make on this podcast. Yeah, me either. I mean, I mean, uh, rest in peace, home improvement. Tim out, Tim Allen. He's not dead, no, he, but the show's dead. The yeah, guy I mean, played Wilson's can, dead. He's the worst, though. <laughs> he's a terrible person. Oh, yeah, he sucks. Funny show, though. Funny show. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what, what else we got on the list, man? I mean, that's a really big hit for the news, except for, uh, you know, we got another death. We got death before dishonor, another ring of honor pay-per-view coming up. And Tony Khan kind of hinted that's going to be their last pay-per-view of the year. And then starting next year, they're going to try to have like a weekly show streaming. And they've he said he's already been working on it. And they're working on also some like women's uh, exclusive show. Discover this Warner Discovery wants it. That's like they want to like. I think a it's gonna be a streaming show? show. It's not. It's gonna be a um probably a streaming like on HBO Max. They're gonna have like an exclusive women's show and Ring of Honor will probably be streaming. Okay. Well, hopefully it's women women of honor and they do like something like that. I really hope it's not an AEW women's division. Show. I think it's called All Elite Women. Oh. Uh, I'm out. I'm not watching that show. I'm not watching that show. Hey, well, honestly, maybe the division will get better because they'll actually have yeah, storylines I mean, yeah, and times to develop and like, actually get some shit going. I love that roster. There are so many amazing wrestlers on that roster, but they, I have zero faith in the way they've been booked. Like, I love Tony Storm, dude. I love Athena. Like, I think that I love – dude, I – like, everyone that listens to this podcast knows how much I love Britt Baker. Like, I'm a massive fan of these talents, but they are booked like dog shit. And well, if you, the women's if you give show? me a whole show of that dog shit, I have I don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, maybe their own maybe it won't be dog shit. Maybe that will help. Maybe so. that will help the main like the re- regular weekly shit. Hopefully, 
I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Hopefully gives some give a lot of these women more time to wrestle because a lot of them are like a lot of the roster's young. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice. All um, right, yeah. I think it's about time to go ahead and move into the meat and taters of the show. There's nothing much that significant in the news, so you want to go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's get let's get right into it, man. We're gonna be talking about the top five worst world champions of all time. Um I'm really excited about this. Um it's it's a it's a tough list to make. Because there's a lot of shitty ones. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I sat down and I was like, "Oh man, we're all gonna have like the same ones." And then I sat down and I was like, "Damn, there's like so many that were really yeah, bad." I came up with like ten off rip and had to narrow it down to five. Easily, easily ten on. Like just off the top of my head, like I didn't even like look at the list. I was like, "Oh no, I remember him when he when he had the title." Oh and yeah, so, I, okay. And some of these, but uh, one of these is a good wrestler that I like. Oh, yeah. Some of these are good wrestlers that I like, but as a world Shit champion? champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to start with the top five. So, Wex, without further ado, I want you to take it away here. Who is your number five worst ever world champion? My number cinco, number five. Uh, even though we had a semi-decent, and I say semi-decent run with the WWE version of the big gold his only WWE world title reign lasted one day, and that's fucking Kane. Yeah. He beat Stone Cold in basically a match, a first blood match, but Kane wears a mask. So how the fuck are you supposed to see him bleed? So it was basically set up for him to win. Then he loses it the next night on Raw to Stone Cold, which, I mean, that's that's all for giving Stone Cold that extra title reign. But, like, that was, was the fucking one of the worst title reigns. And then even him and the big gold, that was the... Oh man, wow, now dude, that version of Kane, yeah. and that sucked. Uh, the no mask Kane. So yeah, Kane fucking sucked as a world champion. I, I agree. Career as a wrestler. He's my honorable mention, actually. Oh, okay. Honorable mention. Um, bad person, bad world champion. I don't think that he's a bad person. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I don't think he's a bad person. I think that he has poorly skewed and very privileged views on life. That's what I think. Well, he stinks, and I hate him. There's that, too. He is a bootlicker. I will say that. He is oh, an yeah, absolute, he, like, oh, man, he's a boot the leather licker off of a state trooper's boot. I mean, like, he, he he puts the boot up his ass for pleasure. That's up. what he does. Straight he's beyond I don't me. think he's a bad person, though. That's, that's stop debatable. Doing that as a he country. did the Katie Vick angle and agreed to it, so. Well, yeah, that's a different podcast. Uh, all right, my number five. <laughs> Worst ever world champion. Beat Ric Flair. It's Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie Garvin has no business on this list. He was my honorable mention, too, because Love I it. only have one other old school reign that I didn't witness. But Ronnie Garvin was right on the fucking cusp. Yeah. I mean, Ric Flair, 16 time world champion, right? Like, if you look at the times that he's dropped the title and look at who he's dropped him to, it's been pretty good. Like, like overall, Harley Race. Like, yeah. Sting. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. I mean, a lot Steamboat, of those things. Like, yeah, Steamboat. Yeah. I mean, like, his list is pretty solid. Like, Ronnie Garvin is literally the worst one on that list. Like, I think Antonio Noki for a little while had it for like one whole Japanese trip or something like that. Um, but yeah, Ronnie and, Garvin. And Noki's a legend, so it's cool. Yeah, so, but yeah of course. Ronnie yeah, yeah, yeah. Garvin, he was only ever a mid card guy his whole career. Yeah. yeah, and he was a NWA World Heavyweight Champion, World Heavyweight Champion, and the old school NWA craziness, right? Like, that's just crazy. He had no business ever being a world title guy. It would literally be like, all of the sudden, out of nowhere, Mad Cat Moss like just becomes the world champion. Then and he loses it Roman really quickly it. and then never touches it again. 
Yeah, but beats Roman too. Beats Roman Reigns for it. Because by this time, I think Flair was already on like eight, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Like already, like, I mean, fuck, mo- most people don't win seven or eight world titles. Like, I mean, that's yeah, already a legend. Yeah, he's trash. And he, and that's the thing too. It's like, I don't, I can't understand why I, I still don't understand why, like who he was never hot. He was never over. I don't understand the reason behind putting the title on him. I've heard lots of stories, but none of them really make sense. Nah, and I don't think Blair will talk about it. You're okay. Number four, Wex. All right. Coming in at number four for Wex breaking the Lawson. Uh, you know, he was a wrestler that was a random mid card comedy guy. That uh, disappeared, got jacked, and came back, and Vince was like, all right, because I want to get that Indian market, and that's Jinder Mahal. And oh, yeah, he's way higher on my list, but yeah. It did – it just – He's way higher on my list. It didn't make sense at the time. Yeah. I know he's way higher on your list. That's that's cool, but it just didn't make sense at the time because he just literally came – like we knew him as like a joke guy. He came he's back, garbage. had like a few matches, then he was fucking world champion, and then like – at the time, we wanted Nakamura to be the champion, and he had a few with Nakamura, had some racist-ass promos that Vince probably wrote himself, to be honest, and uh, just like buried Nakamura. It was just the worst thing ever, and it was really just to plug into that Indian market at the time because they like people in India love wrestling because they wanted to make the modern-day Maharaja. Is that how it is? Something yeah. like that. I don't fucking really remember that well. It was just bad. He was roided out to the gills. Jinder Mahal, whack-ass world champion, number four for me. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna leave it there because I got a lot to say about Jinder Mahal. Obviously, he's higher up on my list. He glitched out. Still real. Um, okay, I didn't hear anything you said. You just glitched out. And now you're fro you're frozen. Now you're not frozen. Speak. Okay, my number four. Okay. Before we get any further here, uh, I'm sure he's going to be a little bit higher on your list, but it's uh, Alberto Del Rio. Um, human piece of shit. Um, gotta be, gotta be on there. Terrible wrestler. Terrible. Like I, I never understood why he was even put on the show. And I, I understand how like people, other wrestlers are like, Oh, he's great in the ring. Like, was he though? Like, I like name me one memorable, great Alberto Del Rio match. Like I, I would challenge anyone. Like there, there's none that none of like, he's not a good wrestler. He's a shit promo. Like, I mean, like, uh, what was it? Ricardo Rodriguez was like the best part of his entire gimmick. Yeah. He's definitely one of my honorable mentions. He's just, he's just a JBL reskin. Yeah. But like worse. Yeah. Like, even, like J, okay. JBL is a piece of shit person. Like we can say that for sure. Like we all know that for sure, but you got to give the devil his due. Like he just, he was just like, he was his person personality on TV. He was a great heel. Like he was a great heel. Like I enjoyed watching the Rey Mysterio JBL feud back in the day. Like that was a good time. Never have I, I ever get once... that go away heat with me. That might meant he was doing his job because I fucking hated that dude. Yeah. Oh, I hated him too. I hated him too. But I could rec- I mean, like those matches were good. Like the Rey matches were good. And I mean, granted, great Rey, but you you can't be terrible. Like I don't think anyone would say that JBL is a terrible wrestler. Like I think yeah. Alberto Del Rio is a terrible wrestler. Yeah, I think he even his work people. with Acolytes was good. Yeah. Yeah, very stiff, very Bruiser Brody kind of vibe. Doesn't fit this this modern day, which obviously neither does his suit lately, but um, I'm sure you saw that. <laughs> Is that on Jesus purpose? Christ. That, that's got to be a heel move, had right? To be, just had to wear to be a fucking washed out suit. Just Had to be trying to get heat. Had it's like be. something Michael, jo- Michael Jordan would have worn in like 2004. Yeah, I love just it. Just like huge. 
I was thinking more like Cedric the Entertainer, but yeah, that like that that was kind of the vibe I was getting. I mean, there's hats, just outrageous suits that are way too big. Yes, yes, which you love, you love to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, who was the principal at McGavick when you were there? Fuck, I don't remember. Some lady. Oh, was it a lady? Yeah. Never mind. I feel like his name was Mr. Price, but he would wear like either like all red everything, like red shoes, red suit, red button up, red tie. Like to football games or blue, blue shoes, blue pants, blue shirt, blue cummerbund, blue jacket, blue tie. Like he like nah, the whole, he wasn't there when I was there. Like the whole nine, blue hat, white trim. You know what I mean? Like that he was that dude. Like, and it was always way too baggy. Like I mean, you could be fitted and you could be fly, but like it was. Did he not, just go to Nino's not. at Rivergate Mall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, that's precisely correct. All right, man, you're number four. What do you got for me? Uh, we did number four. Oh, wait, you're right. You're right. Your bronze. My bad. You're Coming three. in at number three, my bronze is the only one that I didn't witness with my own two eyes, and that is Tennessee's own wildfire Tommy Rich. Oh, yeah. That's a rough one. That's a rough one. And he was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion for four days yep. at age 25, and he had yep. like all this fucking promise and then literally – not as bad of a career as Ronnie Garvin. He did his own thing like in his mid-card singles, but yeah. like tag team. But he never got back to that level. Like no. not even close. He was in the full-blooded Italians. Like a lot of random shit. Like he was. He had a he had a career. Yeah. But, like as the main event world champion guy. Like he won it and then lost it four days later. I think uh, Harley Race. Yeah. See, sure a lot of people like, call Wildfire Tommy Rich like the PG-13 Jake Roberts, which makes perfect sense. Like he like he would just like party too much. Granted, it was just just cocaine and booze with him. It never got worse. It was never like hair on and meth and whatever the fuck Jake would ever do. But like he's he was the first Jake. Like he he was the one guy that like had so much promise, was great in the ring, but just could not hold his shit together. Like just could uh, Yeah, that's that sucks. There's lots of that in sports, so they just can't can't get it together. But uh, he had so much promise and him being from Tennessee, you know, kind of sucks. He was a Smoky Mountain wrestling heavyweight champion. That's not a world champion. Yeah, no. No, it's not. I mean, but I mean, Smoky Mountain was a great promotion, by the way. You should check it out. If you haven't watched yeah, it, I like mean, I recently stumbled upon it. Like I just watched some of it and I was like, damn, this is probably the best written. Like, like I said, some people on this list are not bad wrestlers. They're just horrible world champions. Right. Yeah, I agree. Fully agree. Fully agree. Let's keep it going here, man. I'm going to go into my bronze. My bronze medal is uh, I don't think anyone would call him a good wrestler, honestly, but some people will be pissed for me putting him on here. Because uh, he's an icon. He's a legend, whether I like it or not. Um, but it's Goldberg. I mean, number three is Goldberg. He's he's the worst world champion of all time. He's has no business even being a wrestler. I think like people are like, oh, yeah, you know, like he was so over. Yeah, but it's like, dude, you could book anybody, literally anybody to be undefeated. You could do that with literally anyone like anybody else could could have been Goldberg. Anybody. And people are like, oh, it's the charisma. Like what charisma? What charisma? He was like black trunks, bald, like a buff dude. You could literally book any guy with a half decent body in that position. Anybody. He he looked like Stone Cold with no mic skills. Right. And that I was on purpose. You know, he wasn't bald at the time. They made him shave his head to yeah. look more like Stone Cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, with the goatee, because he had like a beard and like yeah. regular hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Terrible. Uh. Yeah. The worst. I mean, my bronze medal. The only reason why he's not higher is because people love him. And like, there's a legendary status with him. He's got like somehow stumbled into a very long career too. 
even though again, it's like every time he gets in the ring, like once the bell rings, it's always disastrous. Like I think that the only good thing that he ever did, and it was a hundred percent on Brock was like, right when he came back, like the second time, like at, like when he first came back to, to face Lesnar and I want to say like, what was it? 2017, maybe 2018, somewhere around in there. Like we were all like, is this going to work out? And then the very first match, it was just a Goldberg match. Like it was just a right, like an old school WCW Goldberg match. He had like three spears and a jackhammer, but Lesnar sold it like a million dollars and he won. And I was like, if you're going to book Goldberg, that's the best way to do it. Like that's the only, the only time I can be like, that was a good match. And it's just because of how Lesnar sold and because of your nostalgia leading up to it. Other than that, I don't think he's had one single good outing in the ring ever. The worst one ever was is one of his later ones against the Undertaker oh, in uh, Saudi. Easily the worst. Easily the worst. And then people or him or like, him versus William Regal in WCW. That was fr- pretty fucking horrible. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, Regal's doing his damnedest out there, but it is what it is. Number three, bronze medal, Bill Oldberg Goldberg. Uh, where are you at with number two? Dude. Okay, coming in for number two at me. This is one that you know I watched when it happened, and I didn't fucking understand it, and I still don't till this day. Uh, he had a cool theme song at the time, and that's about it, and that is Jack Swagger. Yeah. I think that is just one of the most garbage fucking names, by the way. And he's like a legit wrestler, but yeah. that didn't fucking work. It just Zero charisma. Like he was, yeah. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. He came out of nowhere and then won the world title, and we're like – who the f- like who the fuck is this guy? Until yeah. this day, Jake Hager is one of my least favorite wrestlers. Like it's not like he doesn't have skill. He's like pretty decent in ring, like because he's a wrestler. But yeah. he's his charisma is a goddamn vacuum, like a fucking a black hole. Yeah. He has terrible. He has a lisp, but not like a Dusty Rhodes lisp. That's fun. He has just like a bad Cody Rhodes lisp. He's gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it's just it is not good. And. Not I don't see why Jericho's homies with him unless they're both probably because they're both little proud boys. But I don't know. I can't understand what right. it is. But he fucking dude, Jake Hager, Jack Swagger sucks. One of the worst world champions in uh, in WWE and in Lucha Underground. When he was Jake Strong and won the I world title briefly, <laughs> and it was whack as fuck. Jake what season, Strong. What season was he in in Lucha Underground? Like the very last. It was like the okay. very last season. It was to cool. me, like Lucha Underground is really se- season one. Oh and yeah, it may be a little bit of season two. Everything, like, everything else, the first, the first two to three. It was like four then, seasons, didn't it? It was like five, I think. Fuck. Like the first yeah. two to three were pretty good, and then it just got crazy. Like once all the people started leaving. Yeah. That were like the like once Rey Mysterio came, then left. That's when it kind of got shitty. I know we're sidebarring here, but like Angelico, it's so weird that he never was a single star. Like, I don't understand that. I think he's still technically signed with AEW, and his partner isn't, so maybe he'll do some single shit. Yeah, I would love to see he's that. He's a very – I mean he wrestles in Mexico all the time. He's like a really good submission wrestler. Like I don't understand why he doesn't just put a mask on and like – because he doesn't have a personality. I will say that. That like super emo bang with like the flat bill cap and like he just does his He just does his little dance. break dancing. He just does his little dancing shit. It's so terrible. Like just don't dance. But he's just a good wrestle. athlete. Great wrestler. Oh, great athlete. But – that's neither here nor there. All right, my number two is uh, the one that you just mentioned earlier. It's Jinder Mahal. Uh, easily, like, the second worst of all time. Uh, there's no excuse for him to have been in that position. Uh, if you listen to the Road Dog podcast, they recently talked about 2017 Hell in a Cell, which was the Nakamura match with him. And he openly admits that this was probably the right time to pull the trigger on Nakamura 
it was a hundred percent. Maybe we made a mistake there, you know, but at the time there were people above me, cough, cough, Vince that really wanted to play into that few billion of people in India. And that was a more important thing and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that if Nakamura was going to win the world title, which I've always kind of been on the, like I've been back and forth with Nakamura. Like I like him, but I like, I don't think that he's, he's not a generational talent. Like he's definitely a main event guy. But no, he's not I like, think Nakamura is pretty fucking good. Just was under, has been under underutilized here in America. That's fair. That's fair. No, no, I agree. I, I I would totally agree with that. All of his new Japan work is literally phenomenal. Like, I don't think there's anything like there's not a single blemish in that entire run when he was the king there. Even his uh, MMA matches or in his early oh, days and they were doing that shit. Dude, so good. He's so good. He's so good. I'm not, I'm not talking about his in-ring work. I'm talking about for the WWE world. Yeah, I don't I get think you. he ever really transitioned you. to being a superstar. I know people say, oh, what are you talking about? His entrance, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not. Yeah, your entrance is fine. Like, he had a great entrance. Great entrance. A lot of charisma in the entrance. Good wrestler, like the worst promos, bro. Like the well, it's worst. They try- Vince was forcing him to fucking speak English when you. D- That's dumb. You give you give them a manager, or you do like the video package where they speak Japanese and you put a highlight. Like, dude, I like, see that I, you're I think forcing. That you, like, don't yeah. force these people to like go out there and look like idiots. Basically, That's what Rodok said too. He was like, I think he should just cut promos in Japanese, and we should just put subtitles on it. Like, yeah. it's gonna be Why way not? better. Yeah. It's going to be way better though. Oscar was just cutting Japanese prom- with nothing. You're just screaming in Japanese. That was well, great. apparently, if you, oh, this is another thing. If you've been watching lately, like Io Sky or Io Shirai, she does not ever speak in English anymore. She always does her promos in Japanese, and they're always in subtitles. That's and it's perfect. Smart. It's perfect. Very, very good decision. Yeah, it's a very good decision. It's perfect. Like, like do that all the time. Just do that. Like, honestly, I think you're going to get even further with – you know, like I would love to see Walter even do like an Austrian like sounding promo and just put the subtitles on. Like that dude's got so much charisma and, as it is. Like it'd and be German great. and Austrian just sounds even if you're saying something normal, it sounds like you're fucking pissed off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very aggressive language. Um but yeah, man, Jinder Mahal, just dog shit. The bet the only thing good about him was the Bollywood boys. So R.I.P. Bollywood boys. Since Randy Orton killed him that one time and smacked down on the Hey, they table. wrestled on AW Dark in Canada when they were on Can- in Canada last week, so that's cool. I mean, they should just be on the show though. Like, I feel like they're. I mean, hey, AW cares about their tag team division. Maybe they'll get a contract. Hope so. Hope so. Hope so. What's your number? Is your number? What are we number one now? Time for number one. All right. And coming in at number one for me, I like him as a wrestler, and he's done a lot of great things, and he's fucking awesome, but. When it comes to being a world champion, he is another NWA world's heavyweight champion. Well, like world heavyweight champion because this was not in the prime of the NWA, but he literally had the title for two days. And that's it. I don't know if you know, if you know wait, what wait, I'm wait, saying. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. NWA world champion only had the title for two days. 80s? No. 2000s. 2000s? He won it on a pay-per-view and lost it the next two di- two nights on TV. NWA? It's a TNA guy, right? Yep. I don't know. I'm not going to get it. It's Rhino. Oh, Rhino. Oh, He had no. the shortest, so wackest. Uh, he lost it. He beat Jeff Jarrett. And then one- Jeff Jarrett, of course, beat him the next night on TV because it's fucking Jeff Jarrett. I love and it. And he is a, and like, of course, one of the most badass wrestlers, even though, and he even had that 
the last ever um, uh, ECW world champion, but that was like kind of the end of it when it didn't matter when they were fucking closing. Yeah. So like, that's also another thing there. Like he's been a great, awesome wrestler, but as a world champion, he kind of got the shit into the stick twice. Yeah, he really did. Especially like that was the time Jeff Jarrett was probably like, all right, we got to put the belt on somebody just to get a little bit of heat for one night. And yeah, Rhino's like, all right, I guess I love Rhino. I really do. I like his work. I love Rhino. Like as just like an ECW guy and just like, a mid card awesome dude, like he's great, but a world yeah. champion, no tag team champion, dude. He's just not not world champion material, and that's I chose him because besides that, he's such like a great wrestler, and I love him, but like fucking did not cut it as a world champion. Absolutely did not cut it as a world champion. That's a good choice. Uh, I love Rhino too much to to poo poo on him. I'm just not going to do that. Uh, but I do understand that's a good choice. I will. It's it is still crazy to me that like Rhino has been in TNA longer than he's been in any other promotion. Yeah, that's it's so crazy that he's crazy like that literally has been around longer than all these other promotions. Like, I think that Rhino might have been in TNA or Impact longer than anyone else, including Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, because he like, was there he's from still like, there now. Yeah, him and like Eric Young. That's probably the longest, the longest tenured fucking Impact wrestlers ever. Gotta be. It's gotta be. That's crazy. All right, my number one. I totally thought that we were gonna like simultaneously say this at the same time. I totally thought this was a dead giveaway. Um, it's not a sexy pick because it's so obvious, but number one's a great Kali, man. What do you mean? Like, Oh, he, he was, he was, he was not put the great Kali on there. I had three honorable mentions, great Kali, JBL and, uh, the abyss. Abyss. Yeah. What? He was a world champion in TNA and fucking, I hate that. Abyss. real. TNA, I'm so glad we didn't put. No, he might, and he might have even won the NWA World Heavyweight Champion too. Like when it was, so that's why I fucking hate Abyss. But anyways, continue with uh, your number one. Yeah, I mean, Great Kali, it's it's really obvious. I mean, the dude is a shit show. Um, the Punjabi Prison matches are excruciating for the viewer. Uh, I've watched both of those live on pay per view when they happened. Ta- oh, yeah, I'm same. They were terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, I think that there's my favorite. Botchamania ever clip is of Shawn Michaels literally screaming at Kali during the Royal Rumble. And this is like good Shawn. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, he's Jesus Shawn. You know what I mean? Like, he's not doing, he's not, he's, we're not talking about perked out Shawn. Like, he's, we're not talking about Soma Shawn. He's, he's been back for a while. It's like 05 or whatever. And he is literally just screaming, like, knock me down. Like, lazy little thing is like, look at the hard camera. The other hard camera, dumbass. And like, it's, uh, you can hear it audibly. And he's like, pose. <laughs> and he's like, like It's like it's John so Cena funny. calling out spots. It's like, but it's not even like, he's literally like puppeting him. Like, he's not even calling out spots. He's like telling him where to move. Like, like telling him to pose. Like, it's just, it's garbage, man. The fact that, the fact that that dude was ever even used, like he's a, he was a longest yard actor like he's had no business ever being a wrestler well did you ever know he he actually wrestled a lot before that did you ever see him in his younger days where he was actually mobile and was in pretty good shape and didn't look as fucked up as he does now like i saw him doing like not one time ever seen the great Kali mobile well dude back in his young like his early wrestling days like he looked decent i was like oh if he would have been like this his whole career it might have been all right but by the time the wwe got him his knees were already completely fucked like they were already shot by the time he got hired they're like, Vince is like, he's tall. Andre the Giant didn't do anything. Vince is like, he's tall. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I mean, guys, there are a lot of shitty world champions. 
But I defy anyone. I defy anyone to come up with 10 worse champions than what we just came up with. Yeah, if you think that you have tough. the balls, please send us a, uh, a tweet or, you know, a comment or whatever. Um, yeah, it's always fun, man. I love shitting on people. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. Shitting on. Uh, I love talking about bad wrestling. I mean, there, you know, there's, and bad wrestling can be fun. Even Bad wrestling can be good wrestling. It can still be enjoyable. It can definitely be enjoyable. It can definitely be enjoyable. So we are also going to move now into our gaming port portion of the show. Okay. Uh, we're going to Who Am I? And since we didn't really cover a lot of WCW champions uh, on this list, which is wild to even say because it's WCW, um, let's do a Who Am I WCW champion edition. All right. Wexley, do you have a WCW champion picked out? I'm ready. I got one ready to go. All right. Give me some three facts. Let's see what I got here. All right. We're going to start off with I am a four-time WCW world champion. Okay. I am the winner of WCW World War Three in 1995. Okay. You remember that? Okay. And my last ever WCW pay-per-view match was in victory defeating Dennis Rodman in a hardcore match. $7 no. Who am I? Scott Steiner? Not Scott Steiner. Ooh. You already wasted two picks with no questions. Damn it. Okay. Um, was I ever a tag team champion? No. Okay. Was I ever a WWF champion? Yes. That I have a Slim Jim endorsement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Am I Randy Savage? You are Randy oh, Savage. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I love that one. That's a good one. I tried that to keep because he's so like you know obvious. I tried to keep the clues. No, that was good. That was really obscure, good, but not too. That too was really point. good. That was really good. Uh, the Rodman one, the Rodman fact, that was, that was what, see, that's the way it's, it's supposed to be. I feel like the best way to do these kind of like questions is that like, it should be a semi obvious answer, but the facts should be obscure. You know? Yeah. Like the first two be kind of vague and the third one be something like, Oh, you should know this one. Right. Cool. 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 So it's going to be the same for me. Okay. We're doing, uh, yeah. So we're doing WCW world champions here. I was the most hated wrestler of 1999. I am a WCW Triple Crown champion. Okay. And I got the Frank Gotch Award in 2014. I'm like Cauliflower Alley. Okay. Was I ever WWF World Champion? No. No. Was I in a tag team? Was I a tag team champion? Is that what you said? Or was I in a tag team in my career? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did I ever wrestle for WWF? Yes. 
So post invasion, okay, or invasion angle or post invasion. Hmm. And since there's just two of us, you can just keep on with the questions. Uh, have I ever wrestled for AEW? Mm, yes. My Diamond Dallas Page. Yes. <laughs> okay, because he had that one match. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know if he like actually technically like wrestled. Like, I know he's had like physical involvement. Well, but yeah, he was in a tag team match, and like that's right. That's the, right. Remember, jumped off the top rope and got yeah, in I there. Remember if he was like in the match or if it was like a battle royal. I guess it would still be a match. I don't know, but it was yeah. like a six man tag or something, and he was just in it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, there we are. It's a uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, I was gonna. That put was a good that. one. And hey, Diamond Dallas Page and Macho Man had a great feud. Oh, they did. They did. They did actually. Yeah. And I, I believe the that year. The first time that Page won the world title was, well, it was from, from Savage. Yeah. Yeah, because he put him over. He was like, yeah, you know, trying to put him over. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff for sure, man. And we're, we've been talking about booking here. Um, a lot about like the women's thing and the new streaming thing that AEW hopefully gets off the ground by the by the first of the year. Uh, even if it is just Ring of Honor, I'm kind of cool with that. Um, but I want to talk about bookers, right? So let's talk about bookers. Like we're going to do a would you rather here. And we're talking about bookers all the time. Would you rather have Tony Khan or Pat Patterson? Hmm, that's a tough one because I'm trying to think about like with the Saint like they have with the wrestlers that they both have in their repertoire to book. Yeah, but okay, let, let, let's narrow down then. Let's say if let's say if you could have anyone book AEW with the roster they have today. Okay, would you rather have Tony Khan or Pat Patterson? I'd say Pat Patterson. He just so too. He was so a, he was fucking great back in the day. Yeah, and I Tony Khan is probably like trying to emulate him, if anything. But dude, Pat Patterson for sure. I think the finishes would be insane. Okay, would you rather have? Tony Khan or Paul Heyman? Ooh, that's tough. But I'm gonna say at this point, Tony Khan. Ooh, I'm going. I'm going Paul Heyman for sure. But if we're talking, I mean, if we're talking about like just Even modern today. day Paul Heyman, no. But if we're talking about old school Paul Heyman, I'm going Paul Heyman. See, I, I'm the other way around. I actually think if it was like Paul Heyman '97, I'd rather have Tony Khan. But I mean, if it's Paul Heyman now, like I wouldn't all the, all have shit Heyman that he has now? running the finances of my company, but I would have him doing the booking. No, no, I'm just talking about Booker. I'm not talking about. I know, I'm just saying that was we yeah, own He was real you bad own, at that. Today you own AEW, you get to hire a Booker. I gotta go Paul know. Heyman on that one. Paul Heyman, it's that's, that's a very tough one right there. Yeah, that's tough. It's a tough call. It's not. There's no bad call either way. There's no bad call either way. All right, so it's gonna be the last one. Brian Gortz or. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. I love Dusty Rhodes fucking booking. Hey now. Hey now. You got to think about when Brian Gowers was there, though. I mean, you got to think about Stone there. Cold Rock. Stone Cold. I'm in. I mean, that's the height of all of it. I know, but there. watching that 97 WCW with Dusty Rhodes, I know he was booking at that time when he, dude. That's that's another no, he fucking wasn't. tough. Kevin Sullivan was booking at that time. Oh well, then other WWF Attitude guy, whoever you just said, Brian. Brian. Gortz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he stop booking in early '96? And then okay. Kevin Sullivan took it over. Okay, well, I 
I just love that air of Dusty on commentary. That's just what oh, I'm thinking for about. Sure. It's yeah. so good. No poo-pooing on Dusty, by the way. If, if we were going to say, like, Dusty 87, oh. I'm a thousand percent taking Dusty Rhodes. 100. Like, yeah, 100 percent Dusty Rhodes at 87. But if we're talking about, like, obviously, you know, Dusty's no longer with us, RIP. But if he were here, everything that he knows now, I don't want to use, like, retro versions. Because then we could say, like, oh, well, 97 Vince McMahon. Like, yeah, over yeah, literally yeah. You're anything right. You're ever right. all the time. You know what I mean? You're like, right. But... Yeah, so just narrow it down to like what would because honestly I'd be like, oh well, Vince McMahon or Tony Khan, and then it's like, oh, if you look at the track record, you gotta go Vince, right? But then it's like, well, the past eight to ten years have been abysmal at best, so Mm -hmm. definitely not Vince now. Although Papa Paul, shit, I should have said that. Like, okay, let's just do it now. Him and booking NXT has been great until we got kicked out, basically. You start a roster. How about this? We've got a little bit of time left. We start a roster, right? You get fifty people total. Women, men, whatever, just 50 bodies that you can put on your roster. Everybody's a free agent. Everybody's a free agent. So no matter who you put on there, would you rather – you own the company. You're not talking about money. It's just booking. Would you rather have Paul Levesque or Tony Khan at the helm? Paul Levesque, he has too much knowledge of the fucking business. Dude, have, I, Tony I, Khan, have Tony Khan financially backing it with Triple H running it. That would be like the ultimate fucking – That'd be such a good company. I don't know if this will ever happen, but there might be a world where Tony Khan and Triple H work together. I think it could happen. The the true forbidden door. Yeah. I mean, it does really suck. It does really, really suck that like by according to several accounts – Billy Gunn was lined up for the the DX 25-year reunion two weeks ago. Everything was good. Everything was go until literally the morning of that Monday. And Tony Khan was like, it's it's come to my attention that it's not going to be best for our brand or some shit like that. And it's like, really? I mean, like, yes, I understand. Jericho on the Stone Cold podcast. Yeah, and plus it's like, also, like, listen, I get that the acclaimed are getting over. I get that you're tag team champions. I get that, like. The, the daddy ass thing is working. I, I love that Billy Gunn's getting a resurgence. I love it. I love it. I'm into it. But like, how does it, to me, how does, that helps you. Put him, yeah. how does that not help you? How does that not help you? Like, put him on. And what, and he's not, he's just going to be Billy, he's just going to be Mr. Ass Billy Gunn. He's not going to talk about AEW. He doesn't have to. It, is, it doesn't matter. They're going to do the same spiel, but he's going to be out there. It's not like he had a lot of promo time. Either way, he just should have been in the ring. Like, and you know the fans would chant some like scissor me, oh scissor. Yeah. They would do it. Yeah. And all I'll say is uh I, I got to hang out with Billy Gunn this weekend. He didn't seem too upset about it. Yeah. He was having I'm a sure great time. I'm sure he didn't, but I mean I'm upset about it. We're the oh, fans. Oh yeah, I mean right? Yeah, it's it still it burns a little bit. It'll been it would have been cool to see him on there, but I know he I, I, to I do understand it, how business works. I mean And I, I know understand. but I know that the, okay, that's fine though. To me to me the difference is like just say that up front. Just be like, don't wait six yeah, weeks I under, later. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're lead them on to the last second. Yeah, don't just don't do that because now you're gonna make Papa Paul mad, and you're not yeah. gonna like Papa Paul when he's mad. Like he's gonna <laughs> shit on you now. Like and I and tr- like you really do not want Triple H to be on. Like he's not Vince McMahon, dude. This dude ran DX in '97. The shit that he's like people people think that he's just gonna like he's not gonna be Vince. Like he will be even vindictive past the Vince level. Like, he will shit on AEW on TV. Like, he does not care. Like, I don't know, man. I think that was a bad move. 
think that was a really bad move to not allow that small thing to happen. Oh, now since we have a little bit of time, one thing that I, we forgot to mention, I think there's been a little bit of an update on the CM Punk elite situation because Ace Steel has been officially fired. Yes. He's but, been fired, and they mentioned the Young Bucks, on the elite on commentary, and they showed uh, a highlight of CM Punk as ROH world champion. So my prediction is that they made some kind of deal, Ace Steel's out of there, and everybody's going to come back, but CM Punk won't be back for a while because he's like legit injured. And I've also heard rumors that he may retire when he comes back just because of all the injuries. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to make CM – I think that this is what I've heard and what I think the smartest thing to do here is – if you can make it amicable to the point where they can work together, CM Punk should be. Uh, they should they should do some kind of angle where he's like he's got to retire, but he does some heel shit where it's like, I own X amount of the company now because they owed me X amount of money and blah 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 blah, and they could CM Punk could come up with a great promo to make it work, and they should literally make him the heel authority figure. He should be who he's always hated. He should be the Vince McMahon of AEW. So that, so that way it's like, if he does wrestle a match, it's like some hardcore shit where he bleeds a lot and just punches a bunch. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like that would work fine. And he, as the heel authority figure could strip the on on screen, could strip the bucks of their, you know, you know, VP status could strip Kenny Omega, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of money there. I think. Just make yeah. him the bad guy. Put make him make him the mouthpiece with with MJF. Like not even a mouthpiece, but just like th- them as a manager, like wrestler comp. Th- that could be twenty minutes of TV time with just each of them passing the mic to each other, just shitting on someone else. I do. I and like it would that. Be great. That, could, that could definitely work. It could be great. It could be great. And again, like I've I've said it several times on this podcast. If I never see CM Punk again, I'm fine with that. I don't like me too. I, I don't give but a I fuck miss about that Kenny game. Omega. Yes, I miss Kenny. I miss Omega, me some sure. Kenny, especially considering like he's the one that got bit. Like, why is he the one that's suffering off, out of all this? Like, that's what I, yeah, I don't get because clearly when he was going through Japan, you could see the bite mark on his arm. Like, you bro. could see the teeth marks. It was and crazy. He's like, he's trying to like, he was literally tr- went in to break it up after the Bucks confront. Like, it's like, why did I don't know? That's just dumb to me. Maybe, but I also think that part part of that is a little kayfabe because I think that. I don't think he was actually fully 100% when he came back. I think they were just really depleted on the roster. They needed him. They brought him back. And they did the trios thing, hoping they could hide it with the Bucks around him, and he would just heal up as he went. Um, but yeah, I mean, and now he's probably truly getting too. fresh. Now he's probably truly going to be healed up. I hope so. I hope so. I want to see more of Kenny Omega for sure. Hell yeah. All elite wrestling is not the same without the elite. Sorry. It's just, it just it's definitely it. not. It's definitely not. Although. You know, I've said it once and I'll, I'll say it again. I think that the Bucks, I think Omega, I think all those guys end up in WWE at some point. Whether they retire there or they're there for a year or they're there for a one shot or whatever, I think they're all going to be there at some point. Hey, wherever they go, I'm going to watch them regardless because they're my favorite wrestler. So I love it. I love it, man. Next week is a mystery show. To be totally honest and upfront with you guys, I haven't decided what the fuck we're going to do. So uh, we're going to figure it out. Uh, it's going to be another list episode, another top five. We're going to be talking about the the hits. And the misses of uh, the wrestling world. Um, it's going to be a good time. So be sure to follow us on all of our socials at KFABE.com on Twitter and on Instagram. KFABE Comparisons on Facebook and YouTube. And KFABE.com Pod on the TikTok. 
Um, we're having a great time. You can always find your boy, Mr. No Doll, Daniel John Schaefer, at Daniel Daybreak, literally everywhere. If you want to send me some money on Venmo, I'm Daniel Daybreak. If you want to, you know, look me up on uh, the Google Archive, add Daniel Daybreak. Remember, uh, what was that? What was that like Google um, social media thing they had for a while? Remember that? Nah, I've never got Google in that. Places or whatever. Remember that? Briefly, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Daniel Daybreak there too. Anyway, uh, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak anywhere. Wex, give him the script. You can always find your boy Wex at Wex Breaking the Lawson on all of your social media, specifically at Wex Lawson on the Twitter. There's another account on there that got suspended and fucked up. I can't get into. But uh, either way, you know, get on the TikTok, get on the YouTube. We're going to get some more shit popping off. And if you like what we're doing, you might like what we're going to be doing in the future. It'll be a little bit, bit more expanded, but uh, it'll be the same type beat, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we are counting on the days to the end of KFA Comparisons. We thank everybody for being here. This is the final season. We're going all the way up until WrestleMania. Jesus Christ, help me. We're going all the way to WrestleMania. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and then season five will mercifully come to an end. KFM comparisons will come to an end. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Please tell your friends. It's going to be awesome. KFM comparisons. We'll see you next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.